All right, welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month. Stuart Anderson here with Kendra Hall. Kendra joined us at the 23rd annual event as one of our main stage presenters. Um, just a fabulous time together with Kendra. She is a professional storyteller, which is a totally a job title she made up, right, Kendra? That's right. And uh, beyond that, she is considered uh, a, a professional storyteller in her own right because of the awards that she's won, the time that she spent consulting other companies on how to use strategic stories to improve their brand, to capture business, capture attention. So um, Kendra's gonna spend just a few minutes with us talking about how stories can fit into your practice, fit into your personal life, uh, why stories are important, and hopefully we'll get a, a, a few minutes to talk about how to apply some of these ideas that we go over with Kendra. So thanks for being with us again. We're grateful to have you, Kendra. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Stuart. Thanks for having me. Um, let, let's just jump. Let's just jump right into it. We we had talked about the why of stories. Could you give us a little background on why you feel or see the need for stories in a dental in, in a dental office in a person's life? Yeah, of course. You know, it's. It's an interesting thing, this, um, this concept of storytelling has really uh, risen to the forefront, N not only in the dental industry, but across all industries, right? The, the importance of, of using stories and, and telling stories and connecting through stories, because I, I don't know about you, but now more than ever, I feel because we have all these opportunities to connect, for whatever reason, I feel less connected, right? And and part of the reason for that is is these um, whether it's digital connection or, or even face to face, we feel like our communication or our our marketing or messaging or whatever it is has to come in sound bites. When in, the reality is, humans love people love hearing stories we we get excited subconsciously without even knowing it to to create to take the words and, and and create images and and lose ourselves if you will in the stories that were told and and so though traditional um marketing or or business education these days or, or even the systems and and the day-to-day -day activities you do in your own practices may lend you to believe that uh that you know, it's it's more about the information, it's more about the process or the procedure. We really want to hear stories and, and whether we know it or not, that's how that's how we really connect. And so so my entire job now as a professional storyteller is to kind of reorient people towards that default, towards when you have an important message to share, when, when you're trying to talk to a, a patient about a decision or, or a um, procedure they could have, that, that what, how can you shape that message into a story first and then deliver the information to back it up? Could you, Kendra, could you give um, like an example of how that could work in a dental office? I mean, because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm a cosmetic dentist, and the best way to present to a patient is I'm going to lay out the pros and cons of getting all of your teeth with veneers on them, and that's going to help you make the best decision. How was how this, um, really spell it out, pretend I'm like a four-year-old that doesn't understand how stories are going to be used. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a great question. So, so here's the way to look at it. Like pros and cons are great, 
but we make decisions based on our emotions first. So the way we feel about something or um, the way we feel compelled to action is always driven by, by the emotions behind it. So while the pros and cons are important, focusing first on the feeling that those pros and, that the pros will deliver is actually the first place to start. So how you would use this in a practice is let's say you are sitting down in a, in a consultation and where you would typically say, well, you have this, this, and this, um, these are your risks. This could happen. This, this would make it, you know, here are the dangers of not doing this procedure. Instead, starting with what is a, what is a story of a patient who has had a full set of veneers put on? And, and not just this is what was wrong with their teeth and now there's so much, you know, this is what's so much better. But really, what was, what was that person feeling? How did, how did their before picture, if you will, hold them back? What were they hopeful for after having this procedure done? And, and, and starting there with the feelings of your patients, the feelings of your customers, and shaping that into a story that has real people, that's where face-to-face, that's, -face, that's where the stories could be applied. Very cool. We, um... We started using the word here in Crown Council, um, we say it's social, I don't know if, if, if uh, it's used mainstream wise, but we say social proof, because um, a lot of times we get on our social medias and uh, whatever, Facebook pages, websites, and we see these stock images of smiling families or, um, uh, you know, the happiest dental patient on planet Earth. And when you're talking about a story or social proof, I think people now can kind of see through that that is a stock image. No one is sitting in a dental chair looking like that. Yeah. And so to connect with like a real story, a real person, um, I, it is so great. Uh, when we were at the annual event and you shared that construction company story with that owner who <laughs> shared his story, shared why he ran his company, um, there was a real connection made with that business owner. I just, yeah. anyway. Hey, if you've got some tips on what makes a great story, could we do that next? Can you share on like, what is a story? What, I remember you talked about what, this is not a story. So what makes, yeah. a, great, what makes a great story? So what, that's a great question. And, there, and there's a few essential components that you need to have. And fortunately, you know, in the dental industry, you have all of these things. And the, I would say the most important thing um, that you need to have, and, and, and we didn't really discuss this uh, at the event, so this is a little bit of insider information going a little bit deeper, but the most important thing that your story needs to have is identifiable characters. Now, I know that I did, I did mention that in some sense on the stage, but you're, people are, remember, you're doing business with people. They're, they're, not, um, they're not buying a procedure they're they're buying a story of of and of their their future selves right and so when you are sharing stories when you're shifting to this story default your stories that you tell need to have people in them now like i said this is you have a huge advantage in this sense because you do do business for people you make differences in fathers in mothers in wives in sons and daughters lives. And so one of the most important things you can do, now I know there may be some patient confidentiality, so keep them anonymous if you need to, or get permission if, if that works um, 
if, if that's suitable enough, but, but focus on the person in the story, What even include a few features about them and not just about their smile or their teeth, but, but you know, what was a quirky uh, personality aspect of them or what did they do for a, a profession? Just including some of those details about the person will help the person you're telling the story to see themselves in that story, to know that you are talking about a person and they too are a person. And the other thing that I would mention about what makes a great story is, that's the problem with the stock images that you mentioned, Stuart, is, is all we see are those smiles. And when we see those smiles, I want you to think about your potential clients or potential patients. When they look at themselves in the mirror before they've come to you and you've done great work. What do they see? They don't see those sparkling smiles. That's not what they see. So when they see a picture, just a stock image of those smiles, what's the first thing they think? That's not me. Yeah. That, those people have nothing to do with me. That, that, that isn't me. Your job and, and what makes storytelling so powerful is to start with an image, and I'm not talking about a photograph, but a, but a narrative image, of a person that sounds and looks and feels like them. Um, so, so start there, start in the place where that person is sitting. And, and when you tell a story that starts in the before picture, if you will, you will be able to better bring them along and have the end uh, look more believable so that they can see themselves as that stock image. And, and to that point, let me, if I can add one more thing, Stuart. When we're talking about social proof and even online, uh, and I know I've, you know I've started following a lot of the people who were in the room and, and before and after images are beautiful, images in general are, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. However, a picture is still just a picture. So if you can tell the story behind those before and afters of the actual person um, behind those teeth, you will have more engagement in your social content and therefore make it more, um, make it more effective. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. It's like, um, uh, there, there are some of our doctors that you might've started following that, that post those before and after pictures, but some post us the story of the person whose, whose mouth it really is. So this is, this is Kendra and she's, she's getting married and uh, she came to me and got her, her teeth fixed. But here's the story behind her, what, what she was going through before and how, how now her life has changed because we ha had the opportunity to be together and work on her smile. And here's how she feels. I mean, it really changes it, everything before. The before and after pictures are just like sometimes just scary looking teeth. And now yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a real person. Well, and I think that, I think ultimately, again, this is why you have a distinct advantage is because I don't think there's, I mean, we aren't just talking about teeth here. We're, we're talking about, and this is another um, exercise that, that you can execute in your practices is, is to sit down with your team or sit down even just with yourself. And every day we're, we're in our business, right? We're, we're doing the work, we're, we're doing the procedures, we're, we're marketing, we're filling out paperwork, we're doing whatever. But every week or even once a day, take yourself outside of the details of your work and, and bring it to the next level. Like what 
is your work actually? And, and for me, when I think about your work, it is about people valuing themselves. It's about people looking in the mirror and, and feeling beautiful. Like the great tragedy of anyone is when we, when we see ourselves in a, in a light that we don't like. And, and for some people that starts, you know, at, at a young age, at some people it, it happens over time, but, but that is the great tragedy of, of a living is not, is having that one thing that we see that, that we then use as proof, you know, it's a different kind of social proof that we aren't worthy or we aren't beautiful or we aren't valuable or we aren't lovable. And so, so to tap into, you know, I was, it was funny. I was, um, there's somebody I follow on Instagram and uh, he's a, he's a makeup artist and, you know, in all of his pictures for as long as I've known him, he, he doesn't smile. He doesn't smile with his teeth. And then all of a sudden, one day he posts a picture of him smiling with his teeth. And, and I said, oh my gosh, I've never, he's never looked like that before. Like he's never smiled. And in the, in his caption, he said, thank you, Dr. So-and-so for my new smile. And now like he's a different person and I can only imagine, you know, I only see him on social media accounts. So, but those are the, that is what you actually do. Those, those are the differences you make. So to tap into that and then to tell those stories, man, it'll be a complete transformation in the way people engage with you. Very, uh, any, this, this is so good, Kendra. Any other suggestions? I know we've just got a few more minutes. Um, strategies that doctors could use or team members could use today. Um, just suggestions on how to get more stories or connect better with patients. Yeah. Well, um, a couple, I mean, there's, there's so many things and, you know, we want to make sure that next year people are sure not to miss the event because that's where all the good stuff happens. But, <laughs> um, a, a few things, a few things that I would say to that. Number one, first and foremost, and this is, this is really what I teach is storytelling. As I said at the beginning is something humans do naturally. It's something we love. It's something we engage with. And because we do it naturally, kind of like breathing, we don't focus a lot of attention on it. And, and so the first step that I would recommend um, you, you do within your practice is become intentional about storytelling, whether that's the stories you already have and aren't using, or whether that is um, the stories as they start coming into you, to start seeing each patient, each interaction, um, and not only within the walls of your business. I mean, there might be something that happens, you know, out on the soccer field when you're with your kids that you notice the difference a smile can make. So, so to be very intentional about the power of strategic storytelling. And that's really that first step, that shift in mindset. So then to follow that up, secondly, is, is to take a step back and think about the things that you have the most difficulty communicating right now. Like, like if you were to sit down and say, oh man, if only they could understand the difference this would make, whether it's a procedure, or if only they understood that we are the best, you know, so, so establishing the story for your practice as a whole, right? So what are your biggest message challenges right now? And, and I would say, just start with two or three of them. You don't want to go, I mean, I said it on stage, but I really think there are 
I mean, there's a, there's a story for every day in the week, every second of every minute, but to just focus on those top three messages that, that you're, you're just coming up one page short of being able to communicate, start there, make, list them out, and then ask yourself, okay, when is an actual moment, when is a time, when is a patient where I saw this differentiator or, or the value of this procedure in action. That is where you should start and then start working at, at telling that story. And then the third thing is to put it into practice. So, so the next time you find yourself needing to communicate that message, instead of just talking about the pros and cons or, or pointing to a bullet point list on your brochure, pause and tell the story that illustrates that message instead. Very good. That is so good. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about all the great offices that do um, our Smiles for Life charity program. And they, they are, the stories are great, but if, if they would just stop, I mean, if <clears throat> real life application for our offices, if they would just stop, tell the stories about how their office has been affected by the charities they give to, the things they've done by the opportunities they've been given to to bless people's lives because of the Smiles for Life charity. I mean, those stories will move a patient to participate, to whiten, to refer their friends, rather than just saying, hey, you should do whitening with us because it's a great cause. I mean, that, yeah. is, that is real life application. Because um, I, I agree with you 100%. That's what people connect with. So. Yep, yep. I mean, what's the, what's the point of, of talking if it's going to be forgotten? So you might as well. <laughs> Can I say that? I say that to my kids sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to remind that to myself every time I open my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, um, thank you, Kendra. I know that um, there was so much given at the annual event that I, do, I actually do feel bad that some missed. It was so good. Um, and hopefully, you know, uh, we can have you back or I know Kendra's working on a new book uh, that she's going to work on that we'll share. How else can Crown Council members connect with you, Kendra, um, once now that we've moved on, I guess, away from each other? Yeah, well, it, uh, my website is KendraHall.com. Um, and that's Kendra with an I. So K-I-N-D-R-A-H-A-L-L.com. And something that you'll see on that website if you scroll down just a bit is an opportunity to enter your name and email address and something that i do do which i'm really passionate about because of course i don't want to just be with a group for one hour on a stage there's so much more that we could talk about if you subscribe to that um if you subscribe right there i send out weekly video content about storytelling and some of it is applicable like very um nuts and bolts some of it is more um, high level messaging about storytelling, but that's a great way to be in touch. Also, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I would love to, I would love to connect with all of you, all the listeners there, and and yeah, to stay in touch about the new release of, or the upcoming release of this new book. It's a very exciting, uh, it's an exciting process for me. Well, I love um, the messages that you've sent. Like I just listened to the elevator speech video. Oh yeah, yeah. It was so good. I mean, because we talk about um, defining the purpose of the practice, having a compelling benefit statement, and that fit in so good with our message to to Crown Council members. So yeah. Really oh, I have 
I love putting those together. And I had someone say to me once, they're like, oh, I, I enjoyed your presentation, but the video content that you send out every week, it's so, and I thought, that's a backhanded compliment if I ever heard one. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, good. At least I can continue to deliver. <laughs> they can endure you for a three minute video. That's about. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Kendra. Well, thank you uh, so much. We're grateful that you would be with us. And um, I think you'll live in the memories of Crown Council members forever. So thank you. Uh. Thank you. Well, and thank you. I told you there are some events that, that just go above and beyond it, and that was certainly one of them. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Kendra. Well, have a great day, and um, hopefully we'll connect in the future. That sounds great. Thanks, Stuart. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now.